Hello. 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 So you give I'm voice and all a... that. Hello. Hello, I've bubbled up from the bottom of a well, and it's time for Hearty Dice Friends. Hello and welcome to episode 113 of Hearty Dice Friends, the podcast that is role-playing games. My name is, as ever, Grant Howitt. I haven't changed it. And also I'm joined by the unchanging Christopher Taylor, my best friend, the tallest man in the whole world. Yes, the the ever static, the monolithic. (laughs) Well, I will take monolithic, actually. The Mount Rushmore, but made out of meat. Christopher Taylor. <laughs> Four faces and nail tails, but it's all flesh. How have you been this week, Christopher? All right, I've been. I've mainly been playing games where you solve things, which has been entertaining. Go on. I've been playing things like uh, board games like Exit, which is an escape room in a box, mm-hmm. and Detective, which is Sleuth Town Central. Mm. And they're so good. I've become so addicted to them. <laughs> I think like one of the challenges I find with escape rooms is you is like like you'll you'll go in and they've got they've got the ah oh, welcome uh, you you you've been tasked with infiltrating this mysterious police officer's uh, office but he's quite it is idiosyncratic so he's he's locked away a lot of the, okay blah, 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 and you get, and you get it set up and then you walk in the room and there's just some some profoundly escape room bullshit yes. Like, um, I went to escape, uh, uh, like a proper escape room once, and there's a desk, and the desk has got various rods that you could lift up and rotate inside of it to unlock right. the drawers. It's like, it's going to take you 40 fucking minutes to find a pen. I want a key. Just get a key, mate. Just get a key. I don't, like... I don't, like, most people write their passwords on post-it notes. Yeah. This person had written one of his passwords in, like, Wood burnt numbers under his desk. That's okay. Who has that kind of time? It, it like what, what, what? The point I was veering towards was I quite like the escape rooms in a box because they can get away with with daft shit like that. Yeah, and and Cause, also cause you don't have to physically exist in the space. And also you can you can read the introduction in such a voice. Can you? In because like. <laughs> Sometimes when you, you go to escape can, can rooms, you give us can you give us a um well no because it depends on the escape room is what I'm trying to say okay. um like sometimes you go to escape room and you get the sort of sort of thing of like so these are the safety things um yeah. you're locked in a World War Two bunker and uh, good luck I hope yeah. you do well there's the scores up there see how well you do and sometimes you get the sort of ones we've been dungeon pretty my leash come to my manse <laughs> mayhap you will find riddles and clues. I got I, I got a combination of that. I went to one in America. Sorry, I went to one in in Edinburgh, and the lad who was doing it, we were doing a Wild West theme one. He was like, "Okay, so so here's the safety restrictions. Um, make sure you don't do this. Don't break anything. Uh, put your mobile phones in that box." Blah blah blah. blah. Um, okay. Well, howdy, partners. <laughs> Looks like you're after some gold. <laughs> Amazing. But what I'm saying is, like, I love that 
over-the-top nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But it is also funny, and I'm not allowed to directly laugh in that person's face. No, no. However, when I'm at home playing the board game version, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yes, because because you're laughing at someone who isn't there. You're, you're, you're laughing at the at the uh, the text writer. Exactly, and yeah. Putting on a silly voice, and and it works. And like the the, the exit board games are great because you can only play them once. Because mm. you have to tear them up and destroy half of the thing while you're playing it. Mm. And yeah, I've become quite addicted to them. But uh, because you can only play them once, um, I'm running out. Oh, of, of of them and money. Both, yes. <laughs> Well, how about we earn some money by answering some questions and making up some games on this, our weekly podcast? Let's do this on this the day of our weekly podcast. You get that segue? That was pretty good, I think. It was. It was pretty tight. It happened. Pretty smooth. Give me, give me a question, Christopher. I will give you a question. Uh, will asks, is it scarier to give the players of a horror game a single loaded shotgun rather than no guns at all? 100% yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Always give the players... If you give them no gun, they can't get into trouble. Well, they can. But it's it's much it's much easier for them to think, yeah, I've got this, we've got the gun. The, the key to horror scenarios is, unfortunately, hope. Yeah. You need to give them a tiny bit of hope. And, like, also, it has to be real hope. They ha- like, if if it's just, well, everyone dies, then, ah, don't, like, don't bother. Like, if, if, if you know how the game's going to end before you start, just write a book. I will argue slightly against that, because I, I re- fairly recently ran a one-shot mm-hmm. of Purist Call of Cthulhu, and it was, essentially, I explained to the players at the beginning, you are all going to die at the end of this. We've got three hours. Okay. I want you all dead at the end. But but what you do in between is the interesting bit. But what you do in, the, in between is the interesting bit. And, like, part of the problem is that a lot of Cthulhu games, if you actually look at them end-to-end, as it were, aren't mm-hmm. lethal. I suppose not, no. Like, being in a library and reading a book, uh, before people start getting told, you shouldn't read that book, just like a dictionary, yeah. isn't lethal. No. And that is... Oh, well, well, what if it was a very heavy dictionary? You know what I mean. All right. Paper cuts. Yeah, not lethal, Grant. <laughs> okay. Um, it's only that sort of eight seconds where you meet the monster that's lethal. Yeah, and you can generally run away. Yeah. So it's, it became this kind of thing of like where they're chasing the lethal bit. Because mm. they know that's the end of the game. They know they're going to die. <laughs> and so they know exactly the plot point or the scene they want. They have a, yeah. they have, their, their treasure is the final scene. Um, and it was nice having them just run headfirst into the plot at every turn. Like describing this, the, the building they're in is this creepy man's on a hill. And then there's this run-down sort of theatre that's been locked up. We go there. Mm. Why? Because look at it. That's the creepiest place here. And we're on a haunted, clearly on a, in a haunted house. <laughs> and it was so much fun. I really like the idea of a, of a game where you have to die properly. Yeah. Like, you can't just, like, drive your car off a cliff. No. But, like, no, you if can't you just, die... like, first scene, I stand in traffic. <laughs> if you, I'm going I'm to go play with buses. Yeah. If, you, if you die... Like in service of the plot, like while whilst investigating, like you're guaranteed to learn something, and the others can also like learn from that. And so, like, you, like maybe you can have one survivor, mm. but the only way you can like you can advance 
Like the only way you can advance characters or, or advance the narrative is, is by having having someone meet a terrible end. Yeah, it, 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 it's works, a one really, it works surprisingly well. I mean, obviously, yeah. it works best for con-length games like three hours tops. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't imagine trying to do a campaign of that. I guess you need a lot of that's paranoia. I think. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, but it's it ties back into what's question of giving people a single loaded shotgun. Mm. Because the single loaded shotgun is the hope that you might make it. Right, mm. you might be able to fight back. Yeah, so when you take that away, it needs to be replaced with something. Otherwise, there's no motivation. Mm. So, putting that in, in in the idea that yours will be a glorious death, seek it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Oh, it's kind of fun. Also, I, I would just like to point out, like single loaded shotgun, good revolver with four bullets in it, better. Mm-hmm. There's a story there. Four bullets and then and two empty shells. Yes, yeah, two have been fired. I also think that if you can somehow weld the revolver shut. So that's good. That works really that's quite, well that's quite in a nice. House on Haunted Hill type scenario. Yeah. Like, why is the revolver welded shut? Why is the revolver welded shut? Who is it who did that? Yeah. Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean. What, welded a revolver? Yeah, what's his name, the actor? The- Jeffrey Rush? Jeffrey Rush. He did the remake of House on Haunted Hill. Okay. It's actually, I mean, it's bad, but it's all right for a horror film, you know? Yeah. Um, And they had these, like, pearl-gripped and silver 1911 pistols Mm -hmm. with the magazine very clearly welded in. Mm, Yes. Um, And in the first one, it was just, like, um, Vincent Price mentioning it. But in this one, they're like, cool, some of these guns have full magazines in, some of them don't. Oh, ah, okay, that's fun. There's a, essentially, you get a random amount of bullets in your magazine. You can't look. Mm, there's something fun to be had there. There is, actually. I think I think it's important to give people hope. I think it's important to give people props to play with. Because one of the problems I've found with horror scenarios is if you if you don't give people enough to do, which they feel might have an impact, they'll very quickly get bored. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, they need something to fiddle with. Yeah. I mean, they need something in their hands. <laughs> Generally, like like a puzzle box or like a mysterious item which which, which has effects you can't quite figure out, hmm. and like and like maybe it's drawing the monster towards us, maybe it can kill the monster, blah blah blah. But like like uh, ways in which you can experiment and learn by having horrible deaths. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, yeah. Give them a gun, but a, but a shotgun with two bullets, a bit too reliable, I think. Well, no, I mean like a like a break action shotgun always fun. Yeah, yeah. Side by side rather than over under, right? Well, obviously, over unders for pot shows. Charlie X writes in My lodger is part of my weekly RPG group and broke the shower this morning. How can I get revenge or just heavily hidden that he should replace it in the RPG? Uh, Stand over him, showering him with a bucket, throwing dice at him and screaming. (laughs) In the shower? No, no, just like at the table, like in front Mm. of his friends. I think that's maybe too heavy a hint. I don't think, I don't think that's a hint at that point. Oh, okay, that's a suggestion. That, that goes from passive-aggressive to aggressive-aggressive. Sure. Um, admittedly, you haven't mentioned it. But, <laughs> right? Um, like, could be anything. Yeah. I mean, what oh, you no. are screaming is, fix it, fix it, fix it. Fix, fix it, you shit. <laughs> and then just, like, kicking his character sheet off the table. Mm. That's the passive oh, that's aggressive like, that's, bit. That's going to be hard to kick it off as well because it'll be wet. Well, it's going like, to take like four goes, and you're going to and you're standing on the table through the middle of it first. You're going to fall off, 
get like get oh, get back up on the don't help me get back up on the table like you're so angry that you lose most of your motor skills you know <laughs> you're just stamping and huffing in like like you you absentmindedly grab some of the dice and start eating them before you realize what you're doing <laughs> then you just walk out just and you, <laughs> A minute later, you just hear from another room. Fix it! <laughs> you walk out and hear the sound of your car and you never return. <laughs> is, is, is Charlie all right? <laughs> they wake up the next morning and there's a full boxed shower unit in their bed. Or I, I, like, you could just have, I mean, you could just have the shower head. <laughs> but like covered in blood. Yeah, yeah. Like horse blood? It's thematic. Sure. So I think... I think you should. Uh, if, if, if you've got you've got a couple of options, I don't know what sort of game you're running, but if it's if it's uh, if it's like a survival or a dungeon game, you could have like, oh, there's no water here. Oh, you're all dehydrating. First, what's the word for starving but with water? Dead. No, you know what I mean. Starv- <laughs> Starving's running out of food. Yes. What's what's the verb for water? Thirsty. Podcast I don't material. Know. Anyway, thirsting. Yeah. You're all thirsting. <laughs> you're, all, now. you're all horny little boys on Twitter. <laughs> Sliding into the DMs. No, the other way, the other thing you do is you go the other way. Mm-hmm. And like, it just starts raining constantly. And you just go, mm-hmm. how nice it is. Mm. Oh, the refreshing rains. Look at how clean your gear is. <laughs> That's amazing. No one says you smell. <laughs> Nobody hates you. And then, and then have one person just like start revering the god of the sun in the village, mm. and the rains go away. Oh no! And, and uh, oh, that person bad. gets skinned. Yeah. And then the rains like, come back, like, and it's great. Like, like, like dragged through the town hall and uh, through the town square and hung. I've realised we are very heavily threatening Charlie's. Uh, <laughs> okay. How, how about there's there's a, there's a suspiciously clean witch, right? And she's just on the out. She's just just on the outskirts of a scene, uh, and then uh, she she looks at the lordless character and gives a saucy wink. <laughs> That's the noise a witch makes when it winks. Creaky. When she winks. Yeah. No, I mean that was the. She's also. Like, That's just the noise she makes. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That's not. That's not just her, the sound of her eyelid closing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there a doctor around here? My eyes shut. A, a mechanic would also work. Anyone with WD forty. <laughs> I need um, a spray. She winks at the uh, at the. I want well, you know. I've been winking every time I've said the word wink. I'm actually proud of you for doing that. Thank you very much. Um, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm going I'm to go look at that witch. Oh, she disappeared, leaving only a loofah. How strange." <laughs> and then, like, and then, like the uh, the person starts to. Oh, they feel a little bit. They feel a little bit short of breath. They feel a little bit, a little bit heavier than they used to. They start coughing. They feel uncomfortable. They can't sleep properly. And then, about four days later, a showerhead bursts from their chest, <laughs> and then and uh, hops out and, and and runs away. And that's how the witch gets new showerheads. <laughs> I say runs away. Doesn't have legs. It just stays there, but it's, it's just... laughing. <laughs> it's winking. <laughs> All, all of its 36 eyes. That's disgusting. Yes. Uh, give me a question. Uh, Claire asks, why are there so many people willing to spend literal decades making their first RPG? 
this is a thing. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. And so, like, we, uh, Chris and I, uh, we never let something like experience or um, spelling. Or talent. Or, or talent. And I think, you know, I, you know, I think, hey, I think we're both very talented, but it's trying that we that we struggle with. Uh, doing, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, there is, a, there is a... We like we we've always just gone at stuff without asking, with the confidence of two mediocre white men. I I, I think uh, our creative style is just full tilt. Yeah, yeah. We try to we try and like and like you know what we're getting a little bit older now. We're we're, we're trying to be more measured. Which like we're, we've got like I I have my one my one pages every month to sort of get out those urges mm-hmm. with, and then we can have big serious games with nice hardbacks, etc. But. Quite commonly, you'll see on Reddit or Kickstarter and someone be like, "Hi guys, I've got this. I've I've got this game, and we uh, it started off as a it started off as a homebrew. It started off as Dungeons and Dragons, and then we kept moving more and more of Dungeons and Dragons, and then it became its own thing. So it's been fifteen years in the making. Would you like to back it? Like, no, nope, not at all. Absolutely and not. That's going to be so. It's like." Hi guys, I've been making this chair, this ergonomic chair that perfectly fits my butt for the last 15 years. Would you like one? No. No, my, my butt is not your butt. My ass isn't going to fit in it. My or it's, I'm, I'm going ra- to rattle around in it. And I think there's, there's this, this understanding. It, what, what it ties into is that there is the sensation that you have to have been doing this for fucking ages. Yeah. Um, and part like part of people like like people will introduce themselves not with what game they're running now or what game they're interested in or what game they're interested in or, what, or like often what game they've written but it's like I've been role playing since Redbox D and D I've been role playing since oh, I, I was prenatal D and D impressive yeah uh, uh, two a D twenty rolled out of my mum showed up twenty and then I emerged from behind the DM screen and ran a pretty solid. Demogorgon fight. I was role playing before the birth of my great grandfather. I went back in time. But like, so just to, just to put that in perspective, mm-hmm. I have been playing. I got my first role playing game when I was nine. Mm-hmm. At least the first ten years don't count. They're bullshit. <laughs> like, I didn't know what I was doing. It was a board game. I was mainly yeah. confused. I did it maybe twice. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, but it's quite a lot of effort to go to. And then I spent the next 10 years learning what games I hate. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of games I don't like. And that's fine. Really? Like, I just I spent learning my taste. Um, and now and now I, I'm playing games I like and writing mm. games I like. Mm. But the point is that if I'd have started writing a game 15 years ago, it would have been during the find out which games I hate period. So that this this so that was when we were at university, wasn't it? Yeah. So like I I I shudder to think of a game we started writing at university, and now we're just publishing. Right. Like how many man hours have you put into that? Each book is going to have to be two and a half grand. Yeah, I think that at this point, like you, you end up with a book solely made of darlings. Yeah. And uh, also, yeah. like, this is the wrong wrong word to describe it. But the closest I can think of, which is in jokes. Mm, like they're yeah. not jokes, but it's self-referential. Yeah, you end up subsumed in your own world. Yeah, um, and like one of the things that we noticed when we did Spire, sort of the early drafts, is that we'd forgotten to put in certain key rules. 
Because we just knew them. Like what? I can't remember what it was that we put in, but we we'd missed out sections. Yeah. Of the book because we just knew them, or we didn't rep- reference certain characters because we assumed we talked about them earlier. Yeah. Because we because we have done so much exists. about them. Yeah. And like, can you imagine that? That stretched out to a fifteen-year span. Yeah, and like so, um, friend of uh, friend of mine, Chris Focard, he's been making a role-playing game for the last fifteen years, from what I can tell. It's um, uh, a Felion, I think. It's, it's, it's a sci-fi game, mm. and like he keeps rewriting it, and he, he keeps sort of getting it done. But I just, I, I think there's also the fear that it's not perfect yet. Yeah. Um. Or that, like, it started off as an idea which I'm, which, 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 we're sort of running and playing with our friends. Oh, maybe I can write this up into a full thing. And like, often, you know, I mean, that's how that's how a lot of cool things happen. And also, it's how forgotten, uh, forgotten realms happen. So you know, clues and roundabouts. Yeah. So teeth and roundabouts. Swings. Oh, okay. You're mishearing um, things as teeth again. You want to get that look. <laughs> and. The desire to have it absolutely perfect when it comes out means that it's never gonna be perfect, and like you have to release a game, yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't exist, and it's it's worse than it's worse than a bad game. Yeah, and also you you the longer you spend making it, the more likelihood you have of of running into ah uh, mate, that's just uh, that's just red markets with two more rules. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to try and get ahead. <laughs> you try and get it out before somebody else has exactly the same idea. The the increasingly large crowd of scrap, scrappy indie bastards who will take <laughs> these ideas I've had in my back pocket for ten years. Take it right just, out of your mouth. And just put them out yep. with art. For free. Idiots. For free. Give me one more question. I will give you one more question. Uh, Solomon Pete asks, Ostrichiches... <laughs> Ostrichiches with Hananads versus Slutoths with Wangs. Is Silent Pete alright? <laughs> maybe you should stick to being silent. I don't know, maybe I'm having a stroke. Might, yeah, okay. Do you, do you want to take I'll, another go? I'll have that another one? crack at that. Silent Pete asks Ostriches with hands versus Sloths with wings. Okay, so I'm not especially threatened by a sloth. No, they like like there are flesh eating sloths. There are there are carnivorous sloths. Don't quite know how they manage it. Got to be carrion, I suppose. Or like insects that don't realize they're not tree. Yeah, um, and they just sort of leave their they leave their mouth open. Like <laughs> when something fodder. dies in there, they can feed. <laughs> oh, don't don't mind me. I'm just a charming forest nook. Ah, carrion tied my mouth. <laughs> I'm a tree. You can make a home in here. <laughs> so I'm not especially threatened by 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 sloths. I think if one was like coming at me, or like dropping out the sky on wings, oh, even that. So the ostriches with hands. Mm-hmm. Do they get additional arms to support these hands at the front, or are they on the base of the legs? I'm going to assume that they're on the end of the wings. The wings change a little bit. That's the worst answer. <laughs> yeah. Because, like... I mean, what, like, what did you want? Them coming out of their neck? Well... So they could choke you while they peck out your eyes. I had... That's all I want. No. That's, <laughs> Daddy. I hadn't, I, hadn't, 
I hadn't thought of the fact that it might be on the wings. Or I, I was imagining that either you've got them like gripping and like and like now ostriches can climb trees. But they've already got claws down there. Yeah. Or they have like 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 little T Rex arms, like a pair a pair of live like a, 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 a pair of children's arms so, coming out the front of an ostrich. So with the with them on the back of the wings, right? Yeah. On, on, on the, in the right place on the wings. Consider this, right? Ostriches actually fairly scary birds. When you say the right place, do you mean like the end of the wings? Yeah, like where the bones would would be hands. Okay. So at the end of the wings, essentially. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're pretty scary birds. They can kick, yeah. they've got claws, they can peck, they're fast, terrifying mm-hmm. things. However, to counter that, all of them are now doing a Naruto run. <laughs> what a bunch of assholes. <laughs> right? They're all running like that with their hands behind Hey, you left your headband at home, dipshit. <laughs> and like, I've got this image of of sloth with wings mm. as being like a really dopey cupid. Yeah, like they're just they. It's like a they're like a wet towel on a mm. on a line, but with yeah. the wings holding up, they're just drooped and holding a bow and arrow. You know how like uh, in a, in a fantasy film, like when a dragon gets shot. In midair, mm. or like, or like, you get stabbed in midair, and it comes and it, it, st- it starts going down, and there's the, yep. I imagine that's how a sloth always flies. I also imagine that a dying dragon is how a sloth lands, <laughs> just like just <laughs> crashing into the tree, line. like a Boeing seven four seven in an open yeah. field. You know, it's just plowing through. <laughs> Do they survive? Maybe. Well, probably. Actually, probably yes, because they're very yeah. limp. And like, I like. <laughs> I don't like the idea of sloths dying every time they land. No, I think that's a little cruel on our part if we make so that I, come to pass. I, I think it's definitely sloths with, sloths with wings. Yes, also um, with hands, right? First off, too big into anime. Yeah. Too far into anime, you know. Yeah. Really. Uh, secondly, dangerous bird. Don't let them use guns. They, you know what? I think, I think they'd have a bloody hard time aiming them, but I don't want to risk it. Oh, no. You see they're what they've been oh, doing. Oh, it's, it's gun cutter. Mm-hmm. Go on. <laughs> just spinning wildly like Christian right. Bale. You've preempted me somewhat there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. But also, like, just rocket launchers. They can rocket jump towards you. That's true. Because rocket true. jumping yeah. is real. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why the. Um, that's why the Americans carry so many RPGs around. Yeah. To go on top of buildings. It's the only way <laughs> to pick up should the we, health kits. Should we move on to the next part of the uh, Let's adventure? Let's do just that. Dun digga digga and dun dun digga digga dun dun jingle. Did you ever want a game to exist, but not enough to make it yourself? Grant and Chris make games. Quite like Chris writes in, the Fast and the Fabulous. Now it, he he references um, RuPaul's Dragon Race. Which is exactly what it sounds like, and then the fast and the fabulous, the above, but with cars rather than mythical beasts. Right. No, 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 no. It's the fast and the fantastic beasts and where to find them. <laughs> so you got you got little little little, uh, little, little Eddie Redmayne and uh, uh, Eddie Redmayne, the guy who's in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, he's that he's that painfully beautiful man. I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. I've not seen it either. I just there's going to be a lot of assumptions about what happens in that in that film. Okay. <laughs> there's a, there's known shithead Johnny Depp. He's mm-hmm. in it. 
Um, and I presume Helena Bonham Carter? Sounds like her sort of thing, doesn't it? Does sound like her jam, yeah. So they're there. And they uh, they have to so it's 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 the fast enough it's the fast and the fabulous beasts and west the fast and fantastic beasts and west to find them right so they're they're uh, they're adventuring through uh, late nineties L A early two thousands L A and they find a mysterious Vin Diesel driving around <laughs> in a big black car with an engine what comes out the top oh see I was imagining Vin Diesel as being a train for some reason okay that, you know that's even better so is he driving a train or he is no he is a train like Thomas. Do you not think Vin Diesel is a great name for a train? Yeah, if anything, it's a better name for a train than a man. <laughs> Sorry. All right. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm back in. So, so maybe he's the final boss, and you've got Paul Walker, who is a car, ironically, because mm-hmm. you know, because his name's Walker. Yeah, and he died in a um, car. Yeah, that also happened. <laughs> I did. I, you know what? I, I remembered that after I made the joke. <laughs> You've got Michelle Hot Rod Rodriguez. <laughs> That's good. Sorry, Michelle Hot Rodriguez. Hot Michelle Rod Hot Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, there we go. And um, Ludacris. <laughs> He's there as well. Ludatrike. He's got a Luda, truck. Uh, <laughs> Luda Helicopter Chris. <laughs> He's a big helicopter. Anyway, basically, what it is, it's Thomas the Tank Engine style world where all of the Fast and Furious characters have been transformed into. Uh, people, people vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have to try and track them down and capture them for Hogwarts or whatever it is happens in. Oh, oh, and put them in a cage and study them. Yeah, because you know what like, they're for, right? Yeah, probably. Well, because like I, I figure there's all sorts of fantastic beasts, and they're doing like you know like magic animal shit. So they're they're like pooping fire mm-hmm. or looking at things, and they and they get sick and die. And so uh, Eddie Redmayne's got to go there with his big magical sack. Put them in there and then take them back to Dumbledore. <laughs> Who rides them? Who rides them around? He's got he's got a private circus with one seat, which is for him, which is never used because he's always riding them. Mm. And, uh, and weird so safari. I quite like the <laughs> sort of Marie Antoinette style yeah, safari. Like, like his back garden is just a mess of cars. Uh, a private living safari cars who used to be people. Well, that, that's revealed in the third film. Oh, okay, sorry. I, like as to where they're from. But I quite like the idea of trying to capture a train. Mm. And that is also, that's that's really a Fast and Furious thing. Yeah, for sure. Now, do our our magical people get access to cars? Or do they have to do it with, like, wizards and shit? They have to do do it with wizard stuff. Yeah, okay. But it has to be, like, interfaceable magic. Like, you can't just teleport it there. No, 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 no. Like, what what you're doing is, like, like you're you're doing... um, Rampeliamus, and that summons a ramp. Yeah, into big Neteliamus. So you've got them, yeah? That sort of stuff. Hey, we're a couple of regular J.K. Rowling's over here. Yeah, Pokeballiamus. You can pick up a train with that. (laughs) No, you definitely can't shrink it. You have to get the whole thing home (laughs) big. Uh, Clampiamus? There's kind of a a fun Shadow of the the Colossus idea here. In that it's it's definitely a role-playing game. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the train that is Vin Diesel. Maybe it doesn't have to be Vin Diesel, but I think it helps if it's got a Vin Diesel's it's big face on the front. absolutely Vin Diesel. The fat controller yeah, is the rock. So, <laughs> the rock is a gun. Um, <laughs> Wielded by Nick Cage? Uh, it's only a matter of time before he shows up, isn't it? Yeah. So I just I really like the idea of everyone teaming up and then like like you, you try and derail this train and then pin it down before it manages to somehow get back on the tracks. And, like, tranquilise it. Yeah. 
somehow. What what is it tranquilizes a train? We're not sure, but we'll find out. But like the intro to the to, to, to this as a film is the same mm. exactly the same, like shot for shot as the intro to Jurassic Park. Where okay. they've got those big cages yeah. in the woods and like there's something yeah. inside, but rather than rah, you've got <laughs> coming from inside the cage. Gonna go for engine noises. No, 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 no. It's, it's, Vin, it's Vin Diesel. They've caught him. Um, and like, <laughs> and like, somebody's hand gets pulled in, and somehow they're suplexed from inside with just their hand. Someone's hand gets pulled in, and they're like, ah, and they wrench it out. And it's got all of those hole punches through it that, you, that they punch the tickets <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Ow, gonna have to amputate. They're all in the shape of little trains. And then it breaks out, and you just see this like, I don't know, coal carriage disappearing <laughs> into the woods. <laughs> just the back of it trundling off slowly yeah. with no rails. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, but like, like there's something pretty cool about 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 hunting a magic, well, hunting a uh, a train that is a person through the woods. So, and you're a wizard. So, th- so you've. There's some certain romanticism about a train robbery, right? Yeah. You've got the great train robbery, you've got westerns, you, there's like pedigree here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now imagine if that train was a thinking, feeling creature, and you weren't trying to rob the train, you were trying to rob the train. You were trying to steal the train. Yes. I'm it, down for that game. Is it... Okay, so is this just a game about kidnapping very large people? No, trains. Well, so, and cars. But, also that, and, but like... But they, they are they as intelligent as people, or are they like dogs that can talk a bit? No, they're as intelligent as people. Can they just say their own name? <laughs> Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. But like, imagine trying to like catch Hot Rodriguez. Thank you. Managed to say that right. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot her first name though. Like Michelle. She's fast. She's canny. She knows the city. Mm-hmm. That's difficult. That's hard. Yeah. She like like she's she's ride or die. Is she? I believe that's that's the that's the that, well, that, she, 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 can't, she can't ride anymore. She is the car. Michelle, <laughs> that so dream is dead, all, Michelle. She she like so Michelle's subplot by by the fourth film. She's building a very large car that she can drive <laughs> with her wheels. Uh, I'm going to pronounce the surname wrong, but Felicia Desjardins. Desjardins. Okay. I'm very bad at languages. Okay. Uh, suggested a heist game about C-list Spider-Man type supervillains trying to get the goods and get out before the heroes show up to clobber them. That sounds great. Now, that sounds like an actual role-playing game. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think what we need to do is we need to downgrade the C-list even further. Okay. I want to be hitting H-list. <laughs> so these are people that didn't even make it into the comics. Right. And when you say Spider-Man type supervillains... What I'd rather like is fans of Spider-Man who are villains. Yeah. Yeah. So they've made their own web-slingers out of rope and gum. That's quite pleasing. And like, essentially, what I want is some really crap villains, but in a superhero world. So, like, Superman, for instance, could rock up and just murder them. Yeah. You know, just with a glance. Like, there's no trouble. A couple of reasons why that wouldn't happen, but yeah. Well, yeah, we're looking at different universes. Yeah, also murder. Go on, yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, Batman turns up and could just murder them. He's big on murder. Batman! Oh, okay. I'm sorry. If I get kicked in the back that hard, I'm going to die. 
I think, I, from what I can tell, every time Batman does it, it's manslaughter. <laughs> All right. And they, they will get manslaughtered by him so hard. Yes. Um, but you're trying to make it in this world mm-hmm. where you're it either villain or hero. World. Mm. Like, nobody's just like a journalist anymore. You have to be a villain or hero. And like you might be a journalist on your, your, on your day like, job. Everybody has a secret identity. Nice. Absolutely everyone. But you've just not got superpowers. And it sucks. And it sucks. So, like, you're earning most of your income from working in a butcher's. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's hard work. There's not a lot of money in it. And what other people are doing is they're flying back to their home planet at the weekend. <laughs> collecting all the gold they can eat. Yeah. Bringing it back with them and just living a life of Riley. But then they're like, oh, yes, I'll pretend to type things in. <laughs> like nothing gets done. The health service is a wreck. Because <laughs> everyone, everybody's fast pretending. Healing. Nobody's actually a surgeon. Oh, wow. Like, the okay. superheroes at this level where, like, they're just touching you and going, there you go, you're healed. Yeah. But they're, they're cloaking it in surgery. Yeah. They don't know. So when you turn up and, like, I can't pay for this. I can't, I can't, I can't get health insurance. It's, that's a fairly, it's a fairly grim world, which I quite enjoy. Yeah. But, so you've decided that, you know what, you're going to become a supervillain. Mm-hmm. You're going to take what you're due. The problem is you've mm-hmm. got no fucking powers and everybody else does. Mm. And and you're like, you know what? Just being a villain doesn't quite work. I need to be super. Yeah. So they're, they're like learning how to use grappling hooks. <laughs> so they can swing around buildings. I really quite like the idea of grappling hooks in the game that are very hard to use. Yeah. And like they're using these like really underhanded techniques. Mm. Like just... Just like car batteries on doorknobs, <laughs> you know, like a, like a, like like Home Alone, like Home Alone level. So I will draw your attention to Gotham City Outlaws. Yes, but that was a fair fight because everyone was fighting. So Gotham City Outlaws, you either played Batman cosplayers or Joker cosplayers. Yes, and it was a, and it was a first person shooter with some comedy elements. It was fine. Yeah, it was basically okay. It was basically okay. I did get the devs to uh, to come up with weapons and costumes just using things that they could find in the room. That's which quite I like. good. I like that. That's, that's but a, you have that. Well job. But the other team is comprised of Superman, Spider-Man, Thor, Professor X, <laughs> and three more people from DC. Like, it's mixing everything. Have... We've got all the super universes here. Yeah, why not? Yeah. There, was, there, was, um, there was, uh, ooh, there was an event... Oh, crossover. Cro- 50, there was cross- 52. Yeah. Was it 52? Did that have a crossover? I don't know. Mm. Charlie, anyway. which one was the crossover? Charlie on our Discord knows a lot about that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah Charlie, <laughs> Charlie answer. Well, you shouted so he'd hear. <laughs> yeah, well. Should have shouted so his roommate could hear and fix the fucking shower. So, the, the challenge, I think, here is how we make a fight interesting. So, Superman, too powerful. Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man, like... Yeah. Like, if, like, if he was asleep, I could kill Spider-Man. Could you though? Because he often wakes up due to his spidey sense. Oh, um, I'll think only pure thoughts. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah, he's not going to expect it either. They're, they're yeah. expecting somebody to like fire lasers through the window. Yeah, Nobody's yeah, expecting yeah. to sneak up with a bat and just break his legs. <laughs> just, just hit him hard in the temple with a hammer. Yeah, just really mess him up. Um, so that that sort of thing, you know, let's do like 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 this, the Spider-Man like street level, mm. not cosmic or global level. That. That's that. I, I quite like the idea of we're going we're going to mug superheroes for their stuff. Yeah, 
I think there's something charming there. But then, like, there's, there's an interesting campaign game there, to my mind, mm. where you slowly build up power until, you know what, nobody's actually really paying attention to this. Mm. I own the health service. <laughs> because nobody's actually getting proper medical care. Right. Like, sorry, when I say proper medical care, everybody's getting healed. Mm-hmm. They're not no, getting... There's no medicine. There's no medicine. It hasn't existed yeah. for years. And you've just got this enormous amount of power in the mundane world in a sort of mm. um, Lex Luthor type way. Yeah. But whereas Lex Luthor controlled huge corporations that meant something, mm-hmm. you control huge corporations that mean nothing. <laughs> Fuck all. But you start slowly introducing like really sly legislation. Mm-hmm. And you start learning everybody's secret identity. Ah. And you start, like, you know, just pulling strings at that level. Because nobody would expect that. Everybody's expecting these enormous overwhelming plots. What, do you, what are you doing next week? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy the moon. Oh, what are you doing next week? I'm changing the way that parking tickets work. I'm going mm. to blackmail Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I own Wayne Corps. That's quite, that's quite pleasing. I quite like that. I, I'm not sure how we'd make it a game, precisely. No, but it, I like the, I kind of like the idea that it starts off as an RPG of a sudden brutality. Yeah, and you, and you eventually upgrade. It's, it's, it's like, um, it's, it's, it'd be, it's like layer cake. Yeah, very much, actually. Yes, it's layer cake, but with superheroes. Layer cake, except you're, you're kicking Spider-Man in the nuts and pushing him down a flight of stairs. Yeah, and Dumbledore isn't there. No. Well, I mean, maybe he gets drawn in the Cataclysm as well. Maybe. Maybe you've, to, maybe you've got to put Dumbledore down. <laughs> and he's a train. McGraven <laughs> writes in, Football versus football. It's time to settle once and for all who gets to call their sport football, with a mix of both games played out between the Manchester United and the New England Patriots to see who is the ultimate victor. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they, of course, mean English football mm-hmm. um, and Australian football. I think they mean American football, oh. given, that, given that New England is in America. Oh, Mm. But there's three kinds of football, at least. Like Australian rules football, that's not the... That's pretty niche. Yeah. Like, and also, I don't know this English football. I think we call it, like, oh, like soccer and American football. Right, the one you play with your hands. Yes. Right, not a sport. Well, you can kick it. It's war. American okay. football is war. It is... It is. It's From what I can tell, it's full contact chess. Yeah. I, I, I adore American football because ninety percent of it happens before the game even exists. It's all it's all it's it's, it's like those samurai battles where they where like, like the two coaches come out and, and look at each other's eyes and they have, a, they have an imaginary sword fight. It's that, but they compare whiteboards. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> a bit less exciting. Yeah, and like oh he's made a thirteen yard gain. First off, none of y'all know how big a yard is. Three feet, right? I think. I don't know. Nobody knows how big a yard is, and like, you can't like tell when you're on telly. Uh, yeah. No. Those those lines could be however far apart. Um and then and then what you have is you have some let's be honest here, incredibly big men, including one man who was whose nickname many years ago, I believe, was the fridge. Yes. Um, would run at you mm. trying to hurt you with their shoulders. Yeah, yeah, and you got armour to try and reduce that a bit. But, like, I've seen people pile their shoulders into the neck of another man. Yes, and they it are seems going very violent. Fast. And, like, I, there's, this, so there's this big joke in England about how rugby is the dangerous sport because nobody wears armour. No! Yeah. No, there no, are rules in rugby that stop you getting hurt. 
Now, I will say, you still do get hurt in rugby, and like I think it is commonly accepted that you are going to hurt each other. Yes. But it's much more along the lines of, listen, while no one's watching, we're going to hurt each other. Yeah, and also, like, in rugby, most people end up bleeding by the end, right? They've been, they've been yeah. hit by studs, they've just landed funny, yeah. whatever. Um, however, I believe at the end of an American football game, possibly two people have separated vertebra. Yeah. Because in rugby, you have to have the ball. And you have to attack them from behind. Which I, which I always felt like, it's, it, seems, it seems weirdly polite. I, I, sorry, I get why it's there. Yeah. But you have to have the ball. In American football, you just run each other as hard it as you can. The ball, you can. The ball is elsewhere. You can fucking murk the guy six feet in front of you. And just, like, definitely kill that person. Yeah. And they could have end, nothing end to that do man's with the life. game. <laughs> they could have just wandered on. Yeah. So, it's like, monstrous, and I love like, it. What, what, what scares me... Because um, like I'm, I'm not especially. I'm not married to either kind of football. You oh, know, fair. I don't like it. It would be weird um, if you were. Yes, I'm married, married to 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 a person, but I, I kind of rooting for the home team in that I'm from Europe. Right. You know, I've watched I've watched more games of soccer than I have of American football. I hate football. Um, it's not great, but uh, it's just it's so fucking slow. It's. It's, it's, it's sorry, so soccer. I hate forth. soccer. I will, I will yeah, use the American terms to help the Americans. So, so much back and forth, and just like oh, I'm going to pass it to this guy and pass it to this guy. Uh, uh, we've uh, been uh, here an hour and a half, and nobody uh, scored. I watched handball. Mm. My my uh, my my nephew is playing handball for uh, for the uh, for the under 18s in England and for the men's um, England handball team. So I watched that because he was on. They had like thirty goals. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Stuff it was, happens. It was cr- it was cracking. Stuff happened. Like they made really bold assaults on the goal, and it was and it was like a five-a-side pitch. So like there was back and forth rather than the full-size football pitch where you basically have to get a train from one side to the mm-hmm. other. Which, as a fat kid, big problem. Yeah, huge problem. But yeah. like in football, you have this thing, yeah, where everybody is made of paper, mm-hmm. um, and they don't want the ball. No. So what the basically the, the idea of soccer is to get the ball slightly more than seventy five percent of the way away from your goal, mm-hmm. and then start crying. Mm. That's what it. That's how you play football. Chris, you've given me another idea for a game. <laughs> is is it run away from home and start crying? Um, uh, that's not my sort of thing, man. I'll leave that up to the other one page designers. Fair. No, um, it's football. Except you're made of paper. And you don't want the ball. <laughs> The ball really is on fire. Scared. You're really scared of the ball arriving. You have to try and get out of the way. Now, I I, th- I don't think that soccer would win. We've got no armour. Our players are smaller. Mm-hmm. And they're not used to directly, like, directly harming one another. However, I suggest... That also, we they s- have guns. We say- <laughs> well, not on the pitch, in theory. Depending if it's no. an open carry state, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um... So I suggest that rather than American football versus soccer, mm-hmm. we have American football versus women's hockey. Oh, those poor bastards. They will destroy American football. Women's hockey is, the, is I believe, banned in several countries under the Geneva Convention. Right. Have you ever, have you ever seen a film, read a book, anything with Vikings in it? <laughs> Imagine if they were all really scary Viking ladies and they were coming to fuck you up with a stick. We've got two teamed of armed lesbians. 
they also they- have no armor because they think it's weak. The ball is there purely as a pacing mechanic. <laughs> it's just that, like, they don't care about the score. They care about who dies and if their death was good for today. <laughs> will we stuck in a perpetual Valhalla. Will we see the tournament results in their entrails? <laughs> T- tearing open some, some quarterback, disemboweling him with the blunt hook of their hockey stick. Yeah, like, Americans don't stand a chance. I, I implore you, if you've never seen women's hockey... Find oh, find again and watch it. It's oh, brutal and I adore it. If you like, see, if you like seeing, it's going to be a bit strange. If you like seeing women get injured but them not minding, <laughs> it's brilliant. It's weirdly specific, but it is genuinely good. Well, it's like it's like because because like normally like like the brutalization of women in media and they get hurt. And like, oh no, I've been hurt. Oh, I don't yeah, like no. it. They they don't like it's 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 purely a texture effect. It's very much like watching a war film and seeing a soldier get shot and then. Carry on regardless. <laughs> but imagine if that was a hockey stick swung at head height like a baseball bat. Mm. It's brutal. Delicious. So, hockey Sh- wins. Yeah. Siobhan writes in, John Wicked, your house fell out of the tornado onto John's dog and all the ruby slippers in Oz won't save you. <laughs> I think I think that's going to be a problem. I t- I'm terrified about the idea of a game where you don't play as John Wick if John Wick is there. Yeah, like... What you've got there is a single enemy, and you are all of Oz. <laughs> I guess at that point, it's uh, it's not a million miles away from the unstoppable Iggy Pop. <laughs> yes, except that you've got people of radically different heights to deal with here. Yeah, you've got flying monkeys. You've got flying monkeys. You've got, what are they called? The little fellas. The, um, the lollipop parade. Munchkins. Munchkins, that's it. Because Lilliputians is, is another thing. Yeah. And I was trying to remember the term for it. Like, John Wick can't wrestle those. That's true. I worry there's nothing in Oz that can kill him. Well, I mean... Given that, like, we've got guns in our world and they didn't kill him. Yeah, but I mean, like, they've got yellow bricks. True, hit him with those. Right, smash cave in John Wick's skull with a brick. That's how it ends. <laughs> in, a for, in, a, in a largely forgotten fantasy realm. With a lion skipping. <laughs> put him up, put him, put him. <laughs> the four of uh, them I, tearing him apart for the pipe for the parts they miss. I think I just wanted to say John Wicked and like because this, this is a, this is a very funny pitch. I'm not sure whether there's a game there. No, but it is it is a glorious concept. I think it would make an excellent animated short. Yes, yes, very much like like I'm gonna say like three and a half minutes long. Like he's just firing into the into the curtain at the end because mm. he knows what's going on. <laughs> Down the behind. The, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Holding his gun a little bit sideways. Yeah, wa- just li- walks away is like a pool of blood just comes out from under the curtain. That's it. We need to wrap up fairly. I soon think that's us. We, yeah. We're hitting. Our t- so, so like we. Um, do you have any any others you want to hit before before we go? Like, do, do, you, do you reckon there's any which we can develop into a game? Honestly, I think that we could we, we could do at least the first bit of the H tier Spider-Man villains. Mm-hmm. I worry that the the large scale owning of the world is probably beyond us. I feel, yeah. It becomes a bit I, abstract, you know? Although, actually, re- legacy, zoom in and out. I really want to kidnap a train that can speak. That is, that is, a, you've always said that. I've, I, I said that at my wedding. It was in your vows, yeah. It was yeah. really odd, because you didn't mention anything else. No. That was <laughs> it. I turned to the audience, Mary said Herbert, and I turned, barreled down the camera. I want to kidnap a train that can speak. Then, and then you broke the camera and left. You may kiss... Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. 
I, I guess you're married. Be- beautiful ceremony. Mm, I think. Okay, so 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 it's come down to um, killing Spider-Man with a claw hammer, mm-hmm. uh, or setting up a trap to, uh, to 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 stop Ludacris from escaping because he is a quad bike. Yeah, I. So much though, I actually really want to play the game where we murder people with a claw hammer. Mm-hmm. I think I think your game wins. It's a hard sell. Mm. Like I think murdering people with claw hammers would have been great about 1994. Yeah, but I'm very you much know, a product of 1994. That's very true. That's the thing. Like, like I could definitely see uh, like White Wolf putting out a Black Dog game okay. where 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 you play hunters. Yeah, but it's horrible and gross and violent. That makes that sense. That sort of thing. You know. And I think that I think like there is something charming about the maybe charming is the wrong word. Interesting about the idea of using low tech and like low super abilities to defeat high super abilities through cunning. Yeah, and I'm sure there's an endless number of of comics already about it. Sure, Charlie, 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 can you tell us which ones they are? List them. <laughs> Give us a top ten, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, um, so the the game for this week is. The first and the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find You. <laughs> Which was kind of suggested by Quite Like Chris. Yes. But I um, will super take it because it's gorgeous. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 113. I'm Grant Howitt. This is Chris Taylor. If you like this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends. Give us some cash. Join the Discord. Hang out. Be nice. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast. And if you've, got, if you've got anything you want to tell us in confidence... You can uh, you can email us real secret like we sneak won't tell a soul. Sneak sneak it in. We've got we've got a little safe space over here. Sneak it in. It's uh, heartydicefriends at gmail dot com. We adore you. We think you're real neat. <laughs> Neato torpedo. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I will say, like for quite a while, we we used to put a message of love at the end of the show. Yep. And I think it was it was somewhere between creepy and unfunny. It was somewhere between creepy and a little scary. Yeah, so I, it's it's probably good that we stopped doing that now. But yes. I still love you, listener. You are still loved, crucially. Yeah, I totally would give you a little kiss in your forehead if you looked at me in the right way. He would. He'd yeah. do that for you. But, um, yeah. So, have fun. Have a wonderful week ahead of you. And we will see you next week for more of this. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>